Um, and then if you continue on your way of displeasing them, they can just disappear you because they have facial recognition and they have real-time geolocation. The Chinese Communist Party is a murderous totalitarian regime and arguably the worst human rights violator in the world. Now a similar social credit system that they have in China could be implemented in the United States. We'll talk about that today. Also, we will discuss how what is happening in Canada with the Freedom Convoy is coming to America. So buckle up for your marching orders in the culture war. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work and the radio program by going to MarkHarringtonShow.com. That's MarkHarringtonShow.com. Today on the program, I have as my guest Reggie Littlejohn, and she is the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. And today on the program, we're talking about the atrocities that are ongoing in China, uh, the Olympics, which are wrapping up this weekend. We also want to get to the uh, possibility, the discussion over the possibility of a social credit system happening in the United States. And then finally, if we get time and we get it all in here, we're going to be talking about the Freedom Convoy, the one that's happening in Canada and the one that is likely or at least scheduled to happen in the United States. So let's jump right in. Reggie, thanks for being on the program. Oh, thank you so much, Mark, for having me. So let's, uh, we got, you know, a really short time and I want to cover a lot of ground with you. And you are one of the world's experts in what's going on in China. Uh, I've been for weeks advocating that we turn off the, the uh, Olympics, that we don't watch, that we boycott the Olympics. Uh, and from what I can tell, it's working. And that is that Americans are not watching. Now, I don't know if the reason they're not watching is the same reason I'm not watching, but. The good news is, from my perspective, that those who support the communist Chinese regime and the Olympics financially, like all the networks and, and all of that, are paying a heavy price for supporting this, uh, the Olympics. So let me ask you this, and I want to get to, uh, you know, some of the other topics because the Olympics are ending, but why should we boycott the Olympics? Oh, well... First of all, I just want to say it is so true that we should have moved the Olympics. We should have had a complete boycott of the Olympics. And feeling that, I feel that our message has been getting out through people like you that because mm -hmm. of the fact that China is committing genocide against the Uyghurs um, and also for, they've had something like 400 million forced abortions, um, mm -hmm forced organ harvesting. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, that The people are, not, they do not in any way deserve to be hosting these Olympic games. And people have been sort of voting with their viewership. So mm -hmm. that the, um, the viewership of the op opening set, uh, ceremonies was down like 43% from before. Right, almost like the what I read. They've had yep. memory. And there was an article that came out that said that the, um, that the ratings for the Olympic Games have ski jumped into the toilet. I really loved that headline. <laughs> um, and so what that does is, like you said, it makes the uh, networks like NBC 
lose money because the, they, they pay heavily to be sponsors of the Olympics. And so if nobody's watching, then no one's seeing their advertisements and they're not going to make their money back. And that's what we, we want people to understand that if you sponsor the games in a country that is committing genocide, it's bad for business. Well, we saw the Biden administration, you know, they, they have a diplomatic uh, boycott, which, of course, is very lame. Uh, it really amounts to nothing. The communist, the Chinese Communist Party doesn't care about that. Uh, you know, we want to support our athletes. I do. They're just caught in the middle of all of this. They want to compete. That's good. But as you say, we could have moved the Olympics right. uh, well in advance. Unfortunately, as we all know, there are too many people in cahoots with the communist Chinese when it comes to all of these atrocities. I have to ask the question, what atrocity have the Chinese not been guilty of? I mean, they're basically guilty of every single thing you can imagine, including genocide, uh, the forced abortion, all those things. You spend a lot of your time in your ministry uh, talking about that and bringing awareness uh, to the world about what's happening in China. And thankfully, the Olympics, I hope, end on a dud this Sunday night. I think it'll be Sunday night when they have the closing ceremonies. So um, I want to move on because I know we've talked, you know, at length on my program about the Olympics. I have spoken to it. But related to that is this social credit system that is uh, in effect in China. And you're on the front line of trying to warn Americans that it's coming here. If you would, explain what's going on in China with their social credit system, and then let's apply what we are learning about what they're doing to what could happen in the U.S. So, yes, it could come here. In fact, it, it is here through the vaccine passport. So what they have in China, the China social credit system, is a, it's, it's a centralized database that is on the app that's on your phone. And so what they what they are tracking is all the things that we track, but it's centralized. So they're tracking. They have fa facial recognition. They have real time geolocation, so they know exactly where you are. They're tracking all your social media posts, your internet search history, your internet spending history, your criminal history, your medical history, and it's also connected to your credit cards and your bank account. So that if you are a compliant Chinese citizen or really a slave um, you will get a high score they, if they can depend on you to basically not make any waves and you can lead what looks like a normal life but you are a slave because as soon as you register dissent as soon as you you know do that that social media post criticizing the government um your your score is going to go down and so what they and i'll tell you it's related to the covid passport the um you know, the vaccine passport because they can just change your the color of your passport that you need to get into, you know, to travel or to go in, into a restaurant or to shop for food, they they will change it from green to yellow or red, and you will not be allowed anywhere. So it's a way of paralyzing someone. Um, and then if so you, is that it's it's used so their smartphone, right? So they they'll yeah. present this passport on their smartphone, and it'll either be green, which means that they have a they're healthy. In other words, they don't have COVID. Yellow means they're infected and red means that they're unvaccinated. Is that, are those the, <laughs> the color codes? Is that it, how it, it works? It's, it's something like that. I'm not sure okay. exactly, but, but green doesn't mean just healthy. It means healthy and vaccinated. Um, gotcha. so, so, so anyway, 
And they um, have to present this almost everywhere they go and almost every venue. Is that how it works? Right. And so then if they want okay. if they want to stop somebody in their tracks, they can just turn their passport to yellow or red. And you know, you. it's not that they are actually sick. It's just that the government, the central government has turned their passport to yellow or red to paralyze them. And then if you if you anger them even further, they will turn off your your credit cards and your bank account because those are linked. Mm. So you won't be able to, to buy anything or, you know, um, and then if you continue on your way of displeasing them, they can just disappear you because they have facial recognition and they have real time geolocation. And so the way that that could come to the United States is very simply through these vaccine passports. You know, we've been hearing a lot about the mandates. Right. And I, I oppose the mandates. Okay, I don't think it's right to force anybody, especially not you know, a child, to have a vaccine that they don't want. But even if we, even if we get rid of the mandates, and a lot of the governors are loosening up on the mandates, right now in my opinion because they want they because they know this is an election year okay that's that's why i think they're doing this and i fear that as soon as the election passes in january 2023 they're going to they're going to discover a new variant and just clamp down on all of us again and but ramp it up. yeah but so, but even if you don't have a mandate to be vaccinated if you have an app on your phone that says whether you are vaccinated or not or let's say you're not vaccinated and you have a religious exemption that says whether you have a religious exemption, that's what that platform can incorporate all the same functionality as the vax as the um, China, China social credit system. And so we have to resist these passports as much as we're resisting the mandates. Right. Are these passports being used anywhere in the United States, any cities they, similar well, to well, New York City and okay. um, Los Angeles or California have had um, <laughs> prototypes of them. I don't know what the status is right now because I think that they're lightening up on that again because it's an election year. But they, but they have had them um, in New York and in and in Los Angeles. Right, and this would uh, include much of your you know personal information, your health information. Uh, it, it reminds me, I'm not a big believer in all the. Uh, you know, predictions of end times and so forth. But I mean, this is as close as we've ever come to a, a chip being put under your wrist or your forehead, allowing you to buy or sell. I mean, it certainly is very ominous what is being done in China and is could be coming to America. And unfortunately, I don't think people realize, I think they, unfortunately in America, we still trust our government. I don't know why we do, but we still trust our government to a, to a certain degree that even if this came, I think so many people would would agree to take it just like they were when they took the vaccines and they're willing to go ahead and follow these mandates. So I'm glad that you're spending time on this. And I don't want people to like blow this off as some kind of dystopian prediction of the future. It's certainly here and now. And the Democrat Party has found a, uh, a, you know, a way of controlling a large portion of the population with the pandemic. I don't think they're going to uh, drop that easily. I think it's it's, you know, it, it put Joe Biden in the White House. Right. Well, in terms of this chip in the hand, this is the thing. So yeah. the, journal, the Journal of the Medi uh, American Medical Association came out recently with an article. It was an opinion piece saying that we absolutely need to have digital vaccine passports because paper passports can be faked. Well, you know what? Sure. Digital vaccine passports can be faked too. 
So that same argument could be used to say, well, you know, we, you know, it's too easy to fake a digital passport, so we need a chip in the hand. Um, so, you know, I don't think that it's inconceivable. And so that's why, why we need to be resisting these things now. Um, and as I said, the, the whole thing is very much in flux um, because it's an election year. And I think that the, that people in power see how incredibly unpopular these, unpopular. these passports and mandates are. So they're loosening up on it. But like you said, I don't think they're going to give up on it that easily because it yeah. is it could be a, a tool of totalitarian um, control and mass surveillance, and it's too valuable to them. Agreed. Now, the difference between the Chinese model, if you will, of this, you know, the passports, the uh, social credit system, and maybe what would happen in the United States is in the U.S., it may be done primarily through corporations and banks. And it may not be more of a, you know, a top down thing coming from government, although government would be involved, I assume. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is that, um, first of all, states, you know, are, are more involved with this than the federal government. The federal government understands that no. it can't do this directly, although for federal employees it can, and for the military it can. Um, and there are a lot of people in the military who are being ousted because they are not complying with vaccine mandates, not necessarily passports. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 if... Even if it's just corporations, even if it's not a, a federal um, uh, passport, if you need a certain you know, digital verification to get on a plane, to go to the grocery store, to, um, you know, to do anything that's, that's normal life, um, it's going to have a similar effect. And who's to say that the companies that are you know, collecting this information are not going to be sharing it with the government? Because the government might say, oh, we have an emergency, and then the companies will say have, have to respond under some kind of an emergency power that the, that the federal government would have. I don't know. I mean, this is getting into legal waters that I have not completely analyzed. But you're right that, that if, if it comes through a company, it still can be very effective, especially if it's your company and you have to have one in order to go to work. Right, which is where you know the vaccine requirements have often come. Even though Biden's uh, mandates got slapped down by the uh, by the U.S. Supreme Court, a lot of these companies were already mandating the vaccine to their employees. My guest is uh, Reggie Littlejohn. She's the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. We're talking about China. We're talking about their human rights violations uh, and the Olympics. We're also talking about the social credit system in China and how that might be coming to the United States. And you can find out more by going to womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. That's womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. There's also a, um, you're collecting uh, signatures. Uh, there, you, you wrote an open letter to the Biden administration on this notion, uh, from what I understand, uh, regarding the, um, the, the, the uh, social credit system and the passports. And, and folks, you can go to stopvaxpassports.org to get involved. Stopvaxpassports.org. You can sign a petition. You can read the open letter to the Biden administration warning them to not go down this road. Now, Reggie, you're not anti-vax. I mean, I think most people say, oh, well, they're just anti-vax. They're against all vaccines. That's not my understanding with most people that oppose the vaccines and these mandates and, and this possible possibility of social credit system. Uh, right. I mean, that's not your position altogether. Right. 
That isn't any, uh, I don't know, I don't, I'm not aware of people that have that position that they're anti-vax. I mean, I'm sure there are people, are, there are people who are anti-vax, but I just am not working with anybody that has said that they're anti-vax. So there yeah. was a big, there, there was a big rally in Washington, D.C. on January 23rd um, with some of the mm-hmm. top doctors in the world on this issue. And, uh, and right. a lot of them have been vaccinated and they mm-hmm. made, and they made it, and I mean COVID for COVID, not just anything. Um, and they made the point repeatedly that they are not anti-vax, they are anti-mandate. And that's what we are. Right. We are not anti-vaxxers, we are anti-mandate and anti-vaccine passport. Right, that's very different. Again, my guest is Reggie Littlejohn, and uh, we're talking about China, the mandates and the vax passports. And what I wanna do here in the final few minutes here is talk about what's happening with our neighbors up north, that is with the truckers who are, you know, in defiance of the mandates that have been handed down by the Canadian government. Again, many of those truckers are vac- vaccinated. They just don't want to be forced to, do, to take it, which is understandable. I'm very encouraged by what's happening in Canada. Uh, of course, our uh, communist leader up there, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, is just recently, as of yesterday, handed down an emergency order that is intended to shut down free speech. Uh, an emergency, think about this, there, there are truckers that are just speaking their mind, they're using the, their, their leverage, if you will, to, to bring this debate to the Canadian people and to the government. And the response of the Canadian government through Trudeau is to try to shut them down and issue emergency powers. It, it's really unbelievable what we're seeing. Well, this is the thing: is that these what what constitutes an emergency is very vague and and yeah. not well defined. And so then these people in power are just are just declaring this is an emergency, that's the emergency. Another thing is the emergency, and so and and what and it's used as an excuse to deprive people of their God-given freedoms and rights. Right. So, I mean, I just think I, I would love there to be a lawsuit that's that that forces some of these governmental entities to define specifically what constitutes an emergency so that we so that it can be challenged. So that only tr- I mean, I, I can understand having emergency powers in a true emergency, a true emergency, but not, you know, because there's truckers who are protesting. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin said this famously. Quote, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. I don't think that could be any more true than today. In the name of safety, in the name of health, the pandemic rules, all the restrictions, the mandates, all these have come down the pike. And I don't think they're going away. Like you say, there might be a short respite between now and the uh, midterms. But I believe they're going to pop back up and we need to be ready for them as Americans. Reggie, if you would, we've got about a minute. If you would wrap this up, give people some marching orders and how they can assist you and the work you're doing. And just, you know, keep people aware as to what's going on in China and how that affects America. Well, if you want to learn more about my work, Saving Baby Girls and Widows in China, go to womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. And if you want to take action on the vaccine passport and vaccine mandate issue, go to vaxpassports.org, excuse me, stopvaxpassports.org. 
Um, and there we've got a petition that you can sign. We've got a bunch of webinars that are outstanding. Uh, I think we have the most outstanding set of webinars of anybody on this issue on various aspects of it. And we've got an Align Act campaign where you can contact your representatives to let them know how you feel about these things. My guest has been Reggie Little. John, Reggie, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. So, friends, if you don't think what's happening in China can happen in America, you need to think again. Uh, my guest, Reggie Littlejohn, shared with us some of the scary possibilities of a social credit system being implemented in the United States. It may not look identically to what is happening in China, but we need to be prepared. And I know by bringing the subject up on my radio program, I'm running the risk of being canceled. Uh, I get it. But that's kind of the point, right? I mean, we need to be speaking out. So I'm asking you to take action. One thing you can do is go to MarkHarringtonShow.com. That's MarkHarringtonShow.com and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to it 24-7. We have an embedded player on the website, on the homepage. Plus, you can subscribe to the program on all the popular podcasting platforms. Please like and share the program as well as leaving a comment. That helps us get the message out to more people. Also, sign up for our email ministry updates. You can go to my show, my, my radio program's website again, markherringtonshow.com, and just on the right side, you'll see a little tab that says submit a comment. Just let us know you're listening. If you have a question or comment, feel free to let me know. I'll read it on the air. I'll respond to your, uh, your question or comment. And, um, you know, we will uh, subscribe you to our uh, email updates through uh, on a periodic basis, which will give you opportunities to have uh, previews of upcoming shows and uh, get some feedback from you. And so finally, on the program, I want to bring up uh, this idea of the Freedom Convoy. Uh, as we all know, it's happening in Canada. Uh, the Prime Minister is trying to shut it down, of course, with the enacting these emergency powers. But it's coming to America, and that's good news. Uh, from what I understand, the uh, Freedom Convoy is going to begin on February 23rd in Barstow, California. That's Barstow, California. And that Freedom Convoy is going to make its way across the United States and end up in Washington, D.C., from what I understand on the State of the Union address of Joe Biden. Now, I'm asking you folks to get involved, to support the Freedom Convoy. Uh, it's possible that your radio activist and the uh, organization that I had up created equal might actually jump into the convoy with our own truck. If you think that's a good idea, I'd like to know. So you can go to MarkHarringtonShow.com and let me know. Do you think putting our truth truck into the Freedom Convoy is something that we should do? Obviously, our, true, our truth truck has abortion victim photography on the fronts. Uh, I'm sorry, on the rear and the sides of the truck. Uh, obviously, I had to believe that the, the issue of abortion and our religious and, and uh, political freedoms are all tied up in one gigantic worldview position that we need to hold to. And therefore, I think actually the abortion victim truck, our truth truck, would actually fit nicely in a way in this truth truck or in this freedom convoy that's going to happen on February 
23rd. So I'd like to hear your feedback as to whether you think that's a good or good idea or not. You can go to markherringtonshow.com and let me know. And so we are planning on doing that, but uh, without knowing exactly where we're going to jump in. Uh, fortunately, and I could so probably say providentially, the, tr- the, the convoy, the Freedom Convoy is going to be coming through the Columbus, Ohio area, which is where we are located. That's where our ministry is located. And finally, on the program, I want to bring up something I've talked about in the past, and that is the notion that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, which I think is a distinct possibility, here at the Created Equal, I have been talking about what it would look like for us and the pro-life movement in a post-Roe America. In fact, I have laid out a roadmap for, the po- for a post-Roe America. I've done programs on it uh, here on the program, and I have uh, written about it on my social media. Interesting, yesterday one thing occurred, and that is there's a lot of people uh, people projecting or predicting that the Biden administration is going to issue some executive orders if Roe versus Wade is overturned to continue to uh, make abortion accessible to people in states where abortion may be made illegal or, uh, you know, restricted uh, in, in, in some great measure. One of those is that they are speculating that the Biden administration could issue an executive order allowing for the leasing of federal property or lands to Planned Parenthood and the abortion cartel in states where abortion was made illegal. Now, I don't know about the legality of all of that, but I don't think it really matters to the Biden administration. They have proven in the past that they don't care about whether something's constitutional or not. They've basically said they'd do it anyway and then find out later. But it's just one of those things that we need to be prepared for as we hopefully see the end of the Supreme Court being involved in the abortion issues. So you can find out more about our radio program by going to MarkHarringtonShow.com. That's MarkHarringtonShow.com. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.